We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. All right, well, it's really strange spending so much time in person with you, being back on Zoom with you two. This is crazy now, I'm upset. I, I, I'm, I'm genuinely upset I don't get to reach out and touch Fern. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, we, that was plenty. We how many hours did we spend together, Fern? Ten days. How many hours that is? Two hundred and forty hours. Well, I mean, we didn't sleep side by side. I mean, a couple of nights, yes, but most of the time we went back to our separate rooms. Um, but we—that was a lot of time. That's about the most time I've ever spent with someone and not wanted to, uh, you know, murder them. I, I genuinely wish I could say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting for that. And Katie, wow, what did we learn about Katie? So much. My leg. That's mean, the leg. big that thing. Was, that <laughs> was the big thing. But she's got legs. Huge. I mean, for I me, mean, Katie and I bonded a little bit when you were, you know, hanging with your family. Um, you know, we watched <laughs> how many episodes of The Office did we watch, Katie? Probably like five in a row. I think yeah, that's of the extended episodes. Okay. Oh, nice. Right. Yeah. We, we've talked about it a little bit, but you got to know us. You know, you told us that we were the real deal. We are who we are. And I'm just a little more neurotic. Neurotic than you're, uh, as you're as neurotic as people think you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was great. We have, and let's, let's front load right now and just say we've got some big things coming in the very near future. Yeah. Exciting stuff. I mean, um, yeah. So we just so everybody knows, like we we genuinely listen to what you guys have to say. And we're trying to deliver on all of that, you know, with affiliate you with the podcast with coach development. So we have full intent to deliver on all of those. So really cool stuff coming. Uh, we're going to be moving to a lot more in person podcasts very shortly. So we will be making some road trips and bringing you guys some really, really cool people. I uh, got some confirmation from some really good ones when we were at the games. Um, it looks like we're going to be headed to the Rogue Invitational in October. So that one is going to be a whirlwind, uh, a whirlwind. And no, no, was, that was, that was a misspeak on my part is a whirl, whirlwind. Um, By the way, Fern used the word milk toast numerous times at the games with me all in proper context. Um, yeah. I'm sure about that. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, and then uh, working on some coach development stuff to really, really uh, try to get some coaches out there dialed in. So all, all really exciting things. Good stuff. Yeah. I mean, we, this is it. We were like, you know, for those that listened to us, we, we launched this thing early 2019 with no particular plan other than giving out some good content and how many times do we get stopped at the games, you know, and not to toot our own horn, but I mean, we're walking around with 30 other really impressive coaches and they're stopping us. Right. 
for autographs. Like I had to sign numerous chests. <laughs> mostly, mostly. Some lady had me sign her baby. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but I mean, lots of photo ops. I mean, people it was cool. are appreciative of what we're doing and we are appreciative of, of you all. Like get I do I do want to bring this up. The final heat Sunday. I'm sitting in the back. I'm off the floor. So I judged the final heat of the men's and then another team had the final heat of the women's because they went last. I'm they had a bunch of the worms stacked on a pallet back there. So I was I was lounging on the worms, just kind of like watching on the TV. Just I'm done. I don't have shit to do anymore. And some guy walks by, doesn't say anything, just whips out his phone, goes, found you, and then just walked off. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I was like, I'm not, I was like, I'm, I'm happy that you're participating. However, that was weird. <laughs> that, that was strange, but you know, it, it, it's great. Red, fine fern, Ackerman awareness. We were getting tagged left and right blowing up and it's, I feel know, like people really felt bad for you, Jay. Like somebody put really put some time and effort to be like, Hey, how do we include Ackerman on this game? That's like, so Ackerman, Ackerman awareness was not, was not bad actually. Not bad. I came up with that, right, Katie? You did. You did. But afterwards, I thought about it. Um, Ackerman in action might have been a better hashtag. Yeah, I thought about that. In I action? Know. That mean he would be have to be doing something. <laughs> Actively judging? I don't know. It was super cool to see you guys tag team judge um, that one event. That was really cool. Did you and yeah. you just happened to be put together, right? The teams. We had, the team. Uh, we were, we were on the same, so there's 30 judges and there were three teams of 10 and we happened to be on the same team, which was Jenny Orr's team. She was the lead of that team. So we weren't actually numbered next to each other because just randomly when the numbers were assigned, we weren't next to each other. But oftentimes it was just like, hey, line up and we happened to be talking and that event, they paired us up. You're talking about the one on the field. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was when we had the teams that... Remember that girl on that team? Dude. So if, if what I would really like the, the viewers of the games to have to be privy to is the team interactions. That girl. She was some of the team interactions crazy. are brutal. She, they were from, I want to say like Norway or something. Yeah. It was like, like some sort of like, you know, Nordic in the, in the Nordic area. But like, I, I it might've been, I, I want to say it was, it was Sweden. Yeah, I think you're right. I was going to say, I think, you're, I think you're right. It was Sweden. She was screaming at her. Oh, yeah. And the one dude. He was dying. So it was the one where they had to hold the 100 or the 70. And he. <laughs> he kept he, going to the 70. He kept trying to, he was pushing the two girls out of the way <laughs> so he can grab the 70. And that other Felt girl. so bad for that guy. She wasn't getting tired. Like. They're dying and she's yelling. It was pretty incredible. Every time they would take a break, she would yell at them and, and whatever language it was. And I was just like, and, oh my God. And the language just sounded like harsh. Right. Like it just sounded like she was like just being berating them. High pitch. It was just like, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, so, was, so we did have that event. Together. He was, I mean, he was dying you could just see it on his face and his bite language he wanted nothing to do with that workout after like 10 minutes and she was just laying into him and i was just like like you're gonna get an earful when this is over my friend <laughs> being the weak so, link here we, we have tons of great stuff i'm assuming those of you listening follow our instagram already but if you don't check it out best hour of their day katie 
crushes it with clips, with images, with fun stuff in the stories. And we learned a little bit about Katie. Katie, every time we spoke to anybody, they were like, your girl is amazing. Yeah, people are fans I, of I young Katie. <laughs> well, every time I spoke to people, they, uh, that was something I learned about, well, not learned, I experienced it. And I said it on another episode that we've recorded in the past, but you guys are exactly the same on air as you are in real real life but people if they're fans of you guys and the podcast if you say something or to do something they just they listen and they they abide by it <laughs> they really trust what you guys say so i thought that the was really dude cool. abides the dude well, abides. <laughs> on that note then i will tell them to do something everybody send me 50 bucks one dollar one dollar um <laughs> hey do fa do jay a favor and subscribe to patreon then if, that, if that's how this works <laughs> Subscribe to Patreon for sure. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash best hour of their day. But please also leave us a review. We're still waiting for more reviews to come in. And part of the cool thing that we have going on, the big announcements are we're definitely, like Fern said, doing more in-person recordings, videos. Like we, we said, we're going to some pretty cool locations with some of the best coaches and celebrities in the world it's going to be on our YouTube. So head over to our YouTube best hour of their day and subscribe. If you love us, look, if you never give us a dollar, we don't care. We're going to keep doing this. We're going to do this until we are forced not to do it. But if you don't want to give us anything and you're enjoying what we put out there, YouTube and leave us a review. If you can do that, that'd be great. Tag people on our posts. Just help us spread the word because, because we feel it. There's definitely a, a an energy and a buzz around everything that we're doing. Um, but it really helps to have that support from you guys. And uh, last thing I wanna say, if you guys are watching this video, you'll notice right there, Katie, there it is. <laughs> the tag team belt. The tag the tag team, team belt. belt. So Fern, we talked is about- that, When you unfold that, is that taller than you? A little bit. Yeah. A little taller. Yeah. How do you even put that on your body? I don't even- <laughs> It wraps twice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Talk to me for best gift ever. It's a good gift. It's not the best. Now gift you had ever. A week to really soak it in. My daughter really enjoyed it. My son, oddly enough, didn't want anything to do with it. I was like, man, he's, I thought, he's too young. He'll, he'll grow. He'll, he'll grow fond of it. Um, speaking of, I, I think I was telling you guys, Madison, she ate a banana today. First time eating. Crazy. That's what they kids do. They eat. They grow up so fast. <laughs> they grow up so fast. So we're, we're here, you know, we, we had a, an ex, a very unique perspective on the CrossFit Games this year. Let's chat a little bit about it. We've got some questions from everybody about it, but I think I speak for both of us or all three of us when I say, man, that was a long week. So, yeah, everybody in the gym was asking about it today. That was, that's, by far the most events we've ever judged in a, in a games week. We judged 19 events. We judged 19 15, events. 15 individual events. And then because of the way the events were laid out this year. So we were asked this in our coaches development group, but the 30 of us that judge the individuals were seminar staff. It is a paid position. We're, we're paid to come out there. We're put up at the hotel. Um, and we judge exclusively the individuals. The team judges, the masters judges, and the age division judges are typically volunteers. But because of the way it fell this year, the 
age group were competing on the same day as the team on Thursday. So we judged the first day of individuals on Wednesday, which included the swim and the kayak. Um, there was that 550 meter sprint. And there was a thruster uh, wall walk workout. Which was, I mean, other than the fact that it was just a brutal, brutal, I mean, I would still be sore from that workout alone. The watching people just lay on the floor and look around in despair was pretty comical. And and that was something I wasn't anticipating. I had Cole Sager on that first heat. I mean, after the rounds of nine, he was basically in a pool of his own sweat. Oh, I had a uh, Jason Hopper for that one. And I was like, how is one human being sweating this much? Like, I was just like, holy shit, dude, he was dying. And I felt bad because he's a big boy too. He's, every bit of 210 to 215 and that is not a big man workout <laughs> the wall walk <laughs> i mean 185 that's a yeah heavy. but all the yeah but most of those guys can handle that weight like relatively equally like some of them are a little bit better but like on the low end so people struggle a little bit more but basically once you get into like so if there's 40 athletes there to begin with 30 to 30 to the top five or three like they all handle the weight very similar you know, some of them you're just like, you, you can tell the ones who get beat, who get banged up by it. But for the most part, it was not the thruster. The wall walk was just decimating people. Can we talk about the same? So anyway, there was those events. There was one other one. Obviously, I, my mind's blanking. I can't remember. I think it might have been that sprint pig one. Was that what it was? I think you're right. Yeah. But, yeah. It, you know, so then day two, Thursday. Rope climb? Rope climb pig? No. Isn't it crazy how we don't, it was a sled, pig flip, muscle up. That was it. The 12th. So we, so yes, there, we did, we judged 19 events, but then, so I think we judged something to the tune of like 50 plus event, 50 plus workouts in that week, because there's multiple heats of each workout typically. Oh yeah, for sure. Just nonstop. But anyway, I want to talk about Thursday, the same event, the wall walk Mm -hmm. thruster, Fern decided, hey, I'm no longer judging. I'm joining Team Mayhem, and I'm hopping out there on the floor with you guys. It's uh, that that is the cool part about the games is you do get to be, I mean, quite literally front row for some pretty cool moments. And that was that was so they that was final event day one on Wednesday for the teams, and they were not in the lead the whole workout. They broke every set of thrusters and I can't remember what the girl's name is, but obviously you're paired with rich, you know, you're basically just trying to keep up and, uh, she was struggling on the barbell. And then the last set, the team that was in the lead, they broke. And then they did all seven thrusters unbroken and the place went ape shit when it happened. Um, so that was cool to see, you know, because they knew, Dude, and watching watching Rich just like so much experience, just watching him be cool, calm, and collected. Cause like they were she was trying to hustle to the barbell and he was just like, slow down, it's fine. We'll be all right. And then they won. You know, you, you hear it a lot in the MMA world, they call it fight IQ. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so for example, somebody hits somebody hard and they're staggering, and all the fans are like, rush in. And it's like, no, that dude's not down. He's still very powerful as well. You don't want to exhaust yourself. And I think something that doesn't really get spoken about, granted, I'm not hearing what the commentators are saying, we're on the floor, 
But man, no one has a better workout IQ than Rich Fernie. I mean, maybe Matt Frazier, but I mean, those two guys are the two greats. And, um, but yeah, just like watching people who understand threshold, like really understand threshold and understand pacing. And this is, you can see this in the box, right? You can see this in like some of the old heads in the box that, that are just like, just got, they have more workouts underneath their belt. And you see all the young cats just like fire themselves out of the cannon on round one. And like some of the older people like me, and I'm like, I'll see you in round five. I'm like, you can have round one. That's not how this works. Um, but just watching them not panic. Cause you do see it the other way when people panic in some of those scenarios and like they'll, they will make strategic errors in there and they'll pick up the bar when they shouldn't, you know, they'll do like one to two reps more than they shouldn't, or they'll take too much rest time rather than just transition to something and just start moving into the next thing. So, but yeah, Rich is great. Um, and that was his fifth. So he's podiumed 10 times at the CrossFit games between individual and the teams. I think that was, Oh yeah. Cause it, no more, took, more podiums than that. Those are he won, has won the games nine times. Right, and then he took he took second the year before he started winning his winning streak. And also, there was a, a second place team. Oh, eleven. You're right. Yeah, and eleven then, podiums. And I was looking at it. They also, I mean, really didn't. They probably would have won last year, but there was no team event. I mean, obviously. You oh can't, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. I was looking at that yeah. when somebody put up a post with like all the years that the team won. And I mean, and it's dominant. And and like you and I were talking about CrossFit Mayhem will be there forever because he's just going to, at some point he's got to move on even from teams. And I think at this rate, he can be well into his forties before he has to do that. But somebody else. Well, I mean, what if, what if he just, just decides he's just going to go smash the masters? <laughs> he, like... he could do that. I mean, but he's going to always have a CrossFit Mayhem team that just continues to come back. I'm trying to think. He's going to age into Masters, I think, within the next, like, two years. If he's not already, I don't know how old he is, but he's got to be. I want to say he's, like, 33 or 34. Yeah, I mean, we saw our – we have many friends now that are in the – I mean, you know, James Hobart. He's 34. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought, yeah. Look at young Katie. Um, Damn. By the way, did somebody give you uh, crap about young Katie on Instagram? Um, somebody, Fern actually replied, but it was someone who, <laughs> who just has, I guess, not listened to the podcast, right. but still commented on the fact they basically that accused us, they basically accused yeah. us, uh, accused of us, of us, uh, accused us of ageism. And I was like, you, you, you don't know the inside joke, man. Like, calm down. <laughs> and actually Katie's in that weird spot where she's no longer like super young, but she's certainly not old. So she's, she's, she's right in that sweet spot. She's just young. In the middle. Yeah. But our, our buddy, James Hobart came in second and 35 yep. to 39. I Conway came in third. Yeah. And I remember James Hobart's first competition in like 2009. He shows up. We've talked about it. I think on the podcast that he was he's on wearing those stupid sweatpants, he's wearing sweatpants, <laughs> he's wearing vans and his, his that picture is amazing. I'm like, what, what were you doing? You just get out of your mom's basement and decide to go compete in that picture? <laughs> well, his coach at the time, the owner of CrossFit Boston, his name's Neil Thompson, OG, shows up. We knew each other from the area. And he's like, hey, I want to introduce you to this kid. He's going to win. And I look at this kid and I'm like, this guy? Like, you know, it was back in the day. Like, not people didn't look like beasts, but they certainly didn't look like 14-year-old boys either. Yeah, because he would have been early 20s at that point, right? He would have, well, 
Yeah, it would have been, you know, at least 12 years ago. So probably, yeah. he's probably 20, fresh out of college or something. 23, probably, yeah. But it's just crazy to see now still hanging around in the Masters. So, but anyway, what, what other stories did you have from the games that you want to share before we go to the questions? I mean, I don't really, I don't think I have any other stories, but, you know, as always, just shout out to Boz, to Dave for putting on an amazing event. Um, you know, and it was cool to see they had their for, first time on Zoom, Jay. You don't know how to silence your calls. Got it. All right. The, um, yeah, uh, because you haven't disconnected that. That's why the, um, you know, but like, I, I think I told Boz on uh, Sunday night, I said, hey, like, this is the busy Swipper event. But I also, that being said, I think it was the smoothest event we've ever had. And, and considering they basically had to take a year off from, from that level. I, do, I don't think most people understand the ordeal that the game that the games is like the number of moving parts. And this was something that I heard from. So a lot of the new uh, leadership was there and I got a chance to meet, got a chance to meet a lot of them at like at dinners or after parties and stuff like that. And, um, and these are people that are like legit C-suite people who are coming from major industries and companies coming into CrossFit. And they were like blown away at the, the level of logistics involved in the CrossFit games. Like if, if people could see underneath the anthill or inside the anthill, that is the Coliseum and back there, like, I don't think they would comprehend the number of moving parts in the games and the efficiency with which they orchestrate that thing. It is, it is an impressive thing to behold with regard to being on time, with regard to the organization, all of it. I mean, like, so shout out to all them. And then obviously shout out to Bill and Katie from Rogue because they just crush every year at that event. Like it's, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, every year, the number of volunteers grow, the number of events grow. I mean, this year they had an adaptive division. There's just so much involved that I think people just assume, okay, they, you know, people show up, they work out and they leave. We're like, you know, we had our first meeting on Monday, our first event Wednesday, you know, we're there till Sunday. It's, it's, it's a brutal schedule, but again, it's one of the, it was one of those events where Tuesday, Wednesday, you're like, this week feels like it's never going to end. And then by Sunday, as it's wrapping up, you're like, where'd the week go? Yeah, every year I get there on Monday, I'm like, here we go. And then Sunday, I'm like, how do we get here? I, was, I think I was talking to Joe again. I was like, the games is a time warp. You get in, you're just like, and it's Sunday. You're like, holy shit, what just happened? How did we, how did we get to this point? Because I think the longest break we had, like, you know, from the time we show up, like the whole week, I think it was like 30 minutes. Yeah, we had very few breaks this year. And, you know, luckily, you know, an, another peek behind the curtain, we get assigned cars. Uh, Fern was in charge of our car, but it was you, me, Joe DeGain, who owns 810 CrossFit out in uh, Michigan, and Dustin Virgil, OG in the CrossFit world, former box owner, current police officer. And we just had a great car. So it's always nice. Like, there's no fun. one that you're like, out of the 30 of us that I don't want to be around. But there are people that you're like, okay, after a long day, I'm driving back. Like, I want to blow off steam. Like, I couldn't have picked a better car. So it's just nice to know, okay, we have a we have a chill car. We're going to have fun. We're going to tell a lot of jokes. Yeah, I, I, I prefer to be around people who talk a lot of shit. And that was that group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely talked a lot of shit. Mostly just about each other. Right, uh, no, no, that's exactly, yeah, it was just to each other is, how, is the shit talking. So that's what makes it fun. It's like... It's like it, it, some people don't like that environment, but I thrive in that. But I just love that environment. It's like from the second somebody sits in the car, like the shit talking just starts like right there. 
we we were uh we held it together i mean seven days is a long time our 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 group of judges is very intelligent you know very hard working great coaches but they start to lose it towards the end myself included there was people people just get tired and then the, the the energy ramps up the the level of seriousness ramps up as you get to the end you know um yeah so people just you know it ratchets up towards the end you know and you can you can tell the people that are just the veterans are just kind of sitting around waiting it's like all right i gotta go out here and count some fitness i just sit back and i'm just like i I do my best to never ask questions i maybe ask one or two clarifying things but no questions just kind of go under the radar but in, in a good way like i always tell people you can't be a good judge like no one's you're never coming off the floor like great job judging but you can mess up pretty significantly. Yeah. And, and there's some things like Boz gave me a couple of kudos. Like Fern, I don't think we ever talked about it, but you and I connected on that one thing. Do you even remember when I, so the overhead squat workout was ending and Boz came up to me and he was like, turn the barbells. And I'm oh, like, yeah. and I start going halfway. And luckily I saw you and I was like, look at me. And I turned my bar and then you started doing it. And, oh no, uh, that was the line. That was the final workout. Yeah, yeah, the final workout because yeah, yeah. the barbells were literally on top of like someone yeah. was going to get hurt. And Boz did come up to me after that. I was like, good job with that. But there are times where, you know, you, you're not going to get kudos like, wow, you judged so well. Like you're expected to. You're doing your job. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. Um, just from a st- I always I always appreciated like really good referees in high school and college because they're there to facilitate a, a fair game. But in, and our job is to is not to go out there and no rep people. Like our job is to uphold the standard. And if they don't abide by the standard, then you are forced to take the rep. Like if somebody steps out of bounds in basketball, it's like, Hey, like it is what it is. Um, but our job is to, is to allow the athletes to do their thing. Um, and that that's how I treat from judging, which is like, I'm not there to do the gotcha thing. And that's not our job. Our job is not there to confuse the athletes. Our job is to make sure that they have to do as little thinking as possible. Make sure that the, the move, the stand, the movements, uh, the standards for movement are upheld. And then let these guys showcase what they do. Um, and that's what I always appreciate. That's what I like to do for athletes and make sure that they understand where they're supposed to go, when they're supposed to go, what the rep count is. If they do miss it, make sure that they can correct it really, really quickly. That's our job as judges is not, not to be, if here's, if you're, if you're a good judge, nobody knows you were there. That's the sign of a good judge. Yeah. If yeah. you're a bad judge, everybody knows that you messed something up. <laughs> exactly. And there was one instance where we, you know, there were two instances, one where Pablo, our buddy, good friend, got booed, rightfully, not rightfully so being booed, but right call. Like if you go back oh, and yeah. watch it, clear no rep. People just really liked Danielle because right. of all she had to go through with the COVID. Uh, you know, she was exposed and the entire weekend was very different for her, I'm sure. And then Annie, before hitting that 200 pound snatch, Todd threw a no rep, it was on the buzzer or whatever, they counted it, et cetera, but you know, there's literally a million calls happening over the course of the weekend. Oh, it's a lot. It's, it's probably, fast. It's very fast paced. Yeah, it's probably the sport with the most amount of referee calls or or, or uh, judge calls. Yeah, I have to call every. You have to literally call every single movement. It's not in basketball where you only call a penalty. Like you call everything, and it's like yeah. everything is given a good or a down or up or something like that. So anyway, Katie, you got some questions. Let's go. Well, I got a couple quick things. Oh, but I'm so. One of my fun moments was no, I had Noah Olson on the pegboard event and he comes out and he's like, just be loud. 
you know, he knows me a little bit. Like we're from, we both spent time in Florida. Just be really loud. I'm like, check. Of course I'm going to be really loud. And then he gets to the first workout and I, it was the double unders and I call 10, 15, right? Cause we practice, we count by tens and he's like, finishes that round. Meanwhile, I'd be out of breath already. And he's like, Hey Jay, can you, can you call more numbers? Like he wants me to count more. So the next round I'm like one, two. And I'm like, you know, what the athletes don't take into consideration is there's nine other judges on the floor. I'm trying not to drown them out. Right. So luckily they kind of separated. So I felt okay doing it finishes that round. And he's like, Hey, when you get to 11, go 11, 12, 13. I'm like, how are you talking to me right now? You're in the middle of a workout. So that, that was, that was an interesting moment. So, And the most people don't know that. So if you ever judge any event, local comp, if you happen to get to a qualifier or something like that, and you, and you have to judge double unders, we all know this because we've been doing this for almost a decade, but you never count higher than 10. Don't do it. You will mess up the count. And the reason is the words get too long and you will be behind. So you count by tens and tens only one, two, three, four, five, 10, one, two, three, four, five, 20, one, two, three, four, five, 30. That's how you count double unders. That's the way you stay on count with double unders. And if you struggle to count double unders, it's probably because you're going 27, right? At which point they've done two double unders in that, in that, you know, in that word. So um, the number of syllables involved in the longer words uh, is too many to keep up count, especially if you have people that are good at double unders. Let me, let me tell another funny story. This has nothing to do with judging. The first so we're not going to get to any of these questions. Basically. We'll get to your questions. We'll get Got to it. Okay. I um, the first night I'm quite literally taking a poop, and I got my phone on me, and I'm in you know my hotel room, really nice, right at the edge water, and you know when you're already connected to a Wi-Fi and someone else tries to get on, you know it'll have a pop up of do you want to share your Wi-Fi password? Mm-hmm. Did I tell you this story, Fern? Only seven times. Okay, Katie, did I tell you? No, I've not heard this one. It's not so, that great. It's not that great, but it was interesting. So my thing pops up and it goes, do you want to share your password with Eric Rosa? And you're like, no. No. <laughs> no, I didn't say no, but by the time I got to it, like I was like, it took me a moment. I was like, wait, Eric Rosa. So a handful he's of- He's stalking time, you. Yeah, he's trying to get close to me. I don't think he was the room next to me. I think he was the floor below me, but right below me because two times we got on the elevator together. And he always got on floor nine. I happened to be on 10, but you know, we should chat a little bit. Yeah. We're buddies now. Probably go hang out with them later today. Um, so do you think I could tell the story about the monitors or do you think I shouldn't tell that story for these, no. for the echo? No, don't no. tell that story. Don't tell that story. All right. No. Sorry guys. For our Patreon subscribers, we'll tell that story. It's a really, I've told it to the coaches development group earlier. It's a really good story, but yeah, you're probably right. We should not do that. that. All right. Young Katie. Hit us with some questions. Okay. Well, some of them you guys answered just by um, telling me. Yeah, which is good. <laughs> uh, so, and I don't know, you know, how in what depth you guys can answer them. But one question is, did you, either of you make any mistakes during this games while judging? Probably. I mean, I'm... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure at some point, I guess it depends on how you would define a mistake. Like, is it, like there's a lot of things to go on. like mistakes, meaning like you lined up on the wrong side of the athlete. That would be a mistake. Uh, but it's, I think people are referring to like rep counts and Probably, I don't yeah. No, I did not. Um, 
no. Yeah, no, I yeah. don't think you don't, that's definitely not one you get you want to mess up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, no glaring mistakes like that, but you know, two of the things we always say is like we don't talk about the events in public because a lot of times we learn the events you know, ahead of time or right before the athletes, because we're going over the movement standards. And the second thing is be ready to flex. And so with, with that second rule, a lot of times we have a plan and we have to, you know, be ready to flex. And that might be where we're standing when we take a knee, et cetera. The the team is really good about, Hey, Fern, turn this way. And like, no questions asked. He does it. There are some people on the team that boss other people around. um, And those we ignore. But when it's like, I'm doing this because I don't want you to mess up, it's one thing versus I'm doing this because I'm trying to be in charge. That's another thing. But, you know, mm-hmm. towards the last couple of events, I happened to be standing next to uh, Maggie Tincher, you know, owner of Cross and Rest and not far from Fern. Uh, her husband competed in the Masters as well. And she, she took like, fifth. He took fifth, mm-hmm. you know, and, and numerous times, like we had to be like, move here, move there, but we're helping each other. So, you know, never a mistake. Once in a while, I think one event, I think it, when I was judging Brooke Wells on the dumbbell, the pegboard, before she dislocated her elbow, the next event, Boz came up to me and was like, watch the depth, right? And, yeah. you're always, you know, and that's why we have, it's not a mistake. He knows there's a lot of reps happening. He knows our angle is different than his, but it's just like, hey, we're noticing this. Just keep an eye on it. So, again, not a mistake, but um, we're not perfect either. But like Fern said, and I think, it's important that the listeners understand, like our goal is not to ruin their work. If anything, our, we, we talk about it a lot. It's like the tie goes to the runner. We want this to show off and showcase their fitness. You know, even like the dumbbell one where they had to switch hands, it wasn't a memory test. Like we're like right hand, left hand. Like we're trying to show them what to do. So all they have to do is the work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. And that's, in- so uh, just from watching it, you guys obviously were judging the athletes, but then like Boz was walking back and forth. So then is there always someone like you guys are judges and then there's always someone watching the judges, I guess, too. Yeah. So like there's a, there's judge? a check on a check, right? So our job, mm-hmm. their, their job is not to watch the athletes. Their job is to make sure. So basically Boz and, um, uh, Jason McDonald, um, their, their job is to make sure the event goes as planned. And then, you know, basically keep us in check to make sure that we're doing what we need to do. So yeah, there's a secondary check on there. There's, there's multiple checks behind that uh, with regard to video and, and official scoring and all that kind of stuff. I mean, there's multiple levels to all of that um, when that goes down. So yeah, I mean, there's, there's a ton of redundancy built into all of that. Yeah. Makes yeah. Sense. Then there's also a guy named Jason McDonald, a longtime seminar staff from Canada UFC fighter. Um, he's out there kind of bosses, I don't know, second in command, would you call it, Fern? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, all right. So next question. Uh, the question is, what else did you guys do to support the games besides judge? So I guess the question is, other than judging, did you guys do anything else while you're at the games? No, no that's our that's our sole function there. Yeah. Pictures with thousands of of fans. You're adoring one time, fans. Yeah. One time we had a short break and I went outside behind a fence like that had blacking on it. So like you could see through, but it was like, you know, translucent. And I'm like in the middle of just I was doing like push-ups and squats. And somebody's like, best hour of their day. I was like, <laughs> yeah, okay. So we couldn't escape it. 
you know, we uh, we had to wear sunglasses, cover our faces a lot. But you know, no, we walked through. I mean, no other ta- other than helping out with the teams. But no, our job is to judge. Yeah, yeah our it. job is mm-hmm. to judge. You know, we had a, a little yeah. bit of time to walk around Vendor Village. We had a little bit of time to uh, you know go to the affiliate lounge, which was really cool. I know you spent some time there, Katie. Got to see. You know, it's always interesting because you have friends that you've made over the years, and they're like, "Hey, let's grab dinner. Let's do this." And I think because of the nature of what we do, it's looked at as fun, which it is, but people forget that it's a job. And I think going back to what Fern said earlier, it's like, all they think is, hey, you just have to be out on that heat, right? Like you just have to go be ready to judge at this time, right? Like we're learning the events, we're studying the movements, we're practicing with each other. We're, uh, you know, it's not like, hey guys, the heat starts at six, be there at 5.59. Like we're lined up in advance. It's like, really nonstop. So if anyone reached out to me to hang out and I either didn't get back to you or told you I didn't have time, a handful of you, I just didn't want to see. But for most of you, I, we didn't have the time. That's good. Um, all right. Next question is, why did all of your shirts say head judge? Because there was a difference, right? And I know you talked about it already a little bit, head judge and judge, but why did everybody's shirts say head judge? I think they're saying for, it's like redundant that there's 32 or so, because I think McDonald and Adrian were wearing them as well, but we're the, I don't, I don't know if this is accurate, but I think there was a, a, some sort of error with the printing of those shirts, but we would have had head judge shirts. Those were for us. No, well, they were for us, but typically it says like level one judge or something on there. So that we, our shirts will typically be different than the other judges shirts like in some way shape or form um but somebody did post on there well it was just kind of like functional the functional movement thing is like if, if everything's functional nothing's functional and they're like listen if everybody's a head judge then nobody's a head judge and i was like that's fair so um so yeah I, I think that's why but i could be totally wrong um so typically like chuck todd boz jason mcdonald like they would all have like a head judge shirt and then ours would just say judge on it but uh, but that might've been on purpose this year as well. I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, we're head judges in the sense that we're judging the individuals. I mean, the games are important. Every division, teens, masters, adaptive teams, all part of the games, but let's also be honest, right? Most people are tuning in for the individuals. You know, also, and- there's a substantial difference in monetary reward there. Like this is people's livelihood for the, yeah. for the individuals. I mean, it was interesting, right? We um, we were talking to one of the athletes. I don't want to give their name at the at the dinner at the end, and top twenty athlete, and you know, finally got some scholarship or not scholarship sponsorships, and you know, but it's it's important. Like every place matters. Like more and more of these athletes are making it their full livelihood. Yeah, like Guy, I was that dude. That guy got like something to the tune of like almost forty thousand dollars just for first place finishes. Yeah, which by the way in Brazil is like ten million dollars. Ten million bucks. Yeah. So at least. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean it, I really I desperately wanted them to just keep loading the bar for that dude and the snatch event. Like I'm at no at no cool. point, at no point did he not know he was not gonna win that event. He was I like that kid a lot. I mean, I'm impressed by how fast he dabbed. <laughs> that was crazy. Like He's practiced that. He snatched 305. He, I don't know if that was more impressive or how nonchalantly he went through the speed clean ladder. Like he, I mean, this is not a joke. He casually 
cleaned 350. He did that whole he did that whole section of barbells, all five, and ran what a thousand meters in under five minutes. So many of the I mean, it was it was pretty impressive to see the the athletes that just had impeccable form, like torso upright, pretty crazy. And then the athletes that were on the struggle bus with that load. Dude, he not only has fantastic positions, he's strong as shit. Like, I mean, it didn't even make sense, like, how casually he was cleaning those barbells. Like, yeah. it was nuts. And, the, dude, the, 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 his first bar, his first snatch at 260 looked identical to 305. Yeah. Those, I mean, we can talk about that. That snatch event, just like the clean, was super impressive. Obviously, unfortunate what happened to, to Brooke Wells. She came out for the prior event that I judged her on, the pegboard, clearly banged up. Like, she was clearly injured. She was going methodically slow on it um so i wasn't like shocked that she hurt her elbow and it was a dislocation it could have been a lot worse but hopefully that didn't put a damper on it because that was just an incredible event you know and and i think people forget like they're snatching these crazy loads that was their like i think ninth or tenth workout at that point dude it's nuts pretty crazy what else you got katie um so one more real question. And then I can ask some silly ones, but, um, are, did you guys get stressed out at any point during the week? Judging is the first part. And second part is if you did, how do you handle stress during a time like that? For the first event and first event only, because it had been a long time since it's been out on the floor. And I do, mm-hmm. I do remember I got like nervous before we went, before we walked on for the very first one. So and after talking, that, I was not fine. talking first event, then you're talking the first event on the floor. You mean the the field or or the Coliseum? Uh, I believe it was the field. The one that we judged together then. Uh, whatever our first event. Oh no, that uh, was the team version of it. The individual version of the the, the first uh, yeah the first event on Wednesday. It's actually actually second event on Wednesday because we didn't really have much to do. Well, I was working for event one. I Burn was saved the event from they what did I did. Save the event. They did save the event. So I was, like, why? Yeah. I was like, why did I, why did I, everybody's like, well, you're going to bring, why are you putting on fins? And I was like, number one, I know what the is at the bottom of that lake and I don't want to be standing in that shit for the next two hours. <laughs> and then number two, in the event that I need to swim, I would prefer to swim fast. I'm a pretty good swimmer anyway. Um, but I think it was, it was Jack, Jessica Griffith. Like she hopped off of her boat and somebody else noticed that it. it wasn't even me. So I can't even take credit for this. There were like her timing chip came off. And she was probably, I don't know, 25 yards in front of me. And so I just snatched it up, literally swam up and, and caught her and just like threw her timing chip. I was like, Jessica, she's like, what? I was like, this is yours. And I just threw it at her and she caught it and then took off and um, finished the event uh, with her timing chip. I thought you were going to throw it and have it cross the line at the exact moment. <laughs> we, we, were both, we were both still in the water at that point. Um, but Got that would have that would, probably would have created a bit of a snafu. But uh, luckily... Um, she got him. So I, no, I didn't get stressed. In fact, there are numerous times where people were like, I'm so, I'm like, I am the opposite of stress right now. Like none of that stresses me out. Like I wasn't stressed. So I, I rephrase it. was like pregame jitters. Yeah. Like I used to get there like before a basketball game and I would have to pee like 78 times. And like, uh, dude, it was just like, by the way, somebody, I think, uh, I was talking to, uh, Justin Medeiros' coach Sunday night. And somebody was telling me that like he was throwing up before the final event. Somebody, I did hear somebody say that. Um, I was like, "Good, 
Good. That's what I like to see, dude. Should be a little nervous before that one. That one's for all the marbles, my friend. But by the way, good on that kid. Like that was a fantastic showing on his part. And I really wasn't sure who was going to win. And, but he came through and like, he's fit. And he wouldn't have had to even win that to be, I mean, I think he just basically had to finish. He was pretty far ahead of Belner at that point. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I, as long as he'd have finished in the top ten, I don't think it would have changed anything, and maybe even lower than that. But it's just cool to see, like, go out with a bang and like just and just win that thing. The only event win of the weekend. You know, we talked about level Which one. Is cool. Like, statistically best, right? You don't have to win any event to be the to win the the overall. But no, I didn't get nervous. You know, you mentioned stress. It wasn't for judging. There was one moment that I was getting like anxiety and it was Wednesday we had just judged all day and then we were getting briefed on the team events that we hadn't been briefed on yet and I think it was just a long day new events that we hadn't heard but our team was asking a billion questions and most of the most of the time someone's asking a question and I would challenge the listeners to this as well something Fern and I both work on like if you're asking a question like, is this better going unsaid? Like when you're talking, do I need to be saying this or or by not saying anything, is it is it worse? And I think it was just a moment of weakness for our team where they just started going down this rabbit hole of like nonsensical questions that either don't matter. The, the, typically the questions fall into two categories. It doesn't matter. Like where are the chalk buckets gonna be? Doesn't matter. You have to judge movement right? Or these questions are going to get answered at some point before you need to know the answer. Yeah. And, and like people just, people get anxiety about it because you like, remember, remember what our job is. Our job is to make sure things go as, as planned, right? And nobody wants to mess that up. They want to, they want to understand the movement standards. They want to understand the logistics and people, because you're on camera, you're in front of the whole world, all eyes are on you in some of those scenarios. And typically when you mess up is typically when all eyes are on you like it's not it's, it's typically not if something were just like randomly you mess up over here and nobody sees it typically you mess up in that scenario everybody sees it so that's why people get a little on edge because they it's either like the standards aren't clear or or it doesn't make sense when it's briefed sometimes um so but you know i always go back to hey we've all watched people work out before i think we'll be fine <laughs> So that was, and when I say I was getting stressed, it was like a long day. We we knew we had a early start Thursday. It was like 7 a.m. at the beach. Um, and I just, we at that point, you're just like, I just want to go back to the room, chill out. Um, Fern, actually, actually, I take that back. Fern saw me have a meltdown. Man, did I? The coffee. <laughs> oh, Yeah. So was it what, what morning was that? So that was, listen, that was I, that Thursday. That was, yeah, Thursday. was Thursday. So yeah, you, everybody knows somebody knows somebody that you know well enough that when you see them, you're like, oh, this person's gonna have a day. So within five seconds of seeing it, I was like, oh fuck, he's messed up right now. It was just first thing in the morning, and there was had been complimentary coffee for like two days out there, but on this third day there was no complimentary coffee and Jay had planned on getting complimentary coffee at which point he walks it wasn't out the fact that it was complimentary. Like, yes, it's nice that it was free, but it was right. that I knew it was there ready to go. Right. Yeah. So I'm not suggesting that he was being Jewish. So the, the, 
Don't cancel us, people. Don't, yeah, don't cancel all of our Jewish fans. He doesn't <laughs> the the he he had planned his morning right because then so here's why right so ultimately it put him behind on time which resulted in sitting in the car and then getting shit on by everybody in the car because he was like four minutes late that morning and he had not planned on having to wait in line for the coffee at which point everybody knows if you're in line waiting for it to get coffee and you're in a hurry everybody in front of you a wants a, a you know a macchiato you know fucking drip coffee with extra sprinkles and unicorn you know uh, toppings on it and then and then and then the baristas like taking their time they're like oh i'm gonna put some extra love and you're just like give me a fucking coffee dude i gotta get out of here um so just watching his brain explode in that moment was just pure gold for me i was just like <laughs> oh my god it was like you're so he was so frustrated and i was uh in pure heaven watching it happen well you know like you said it was just it was the first day i had been making coffee in my room and i was like in my mind I'm drinking way too much coffee. I'd have the one in my room, then I'd get there and have another, like, you could easily just overconsume caffeine. Can so you? Like, <laughs> so as, as he's drinking a bang. So I was like, let's not, let's avoid the first one. Like, I don't need it right away. I'll, I'll drink it. And then I'm like, okay, and we're going to the beach for the team event. I was like, there's not going to be coffee there. So in my mind, I was like, if we were going to the Coliseum for a normal meeting, I'd be like, we'll, we'll have coffee in five minutes. I'll be okay. But I was like, this can be five hours. Like I will be, so, and this girl, Amy Lyons, who I hadn't seen yet, owner of King of Prussia, good friend, comes up to me for the first time, like excited to see me. And she's asking me questions. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're saying right now, Amy. <laughs> and I had to apologize. I went up to her later on that week. I was like, you were talking to me, Amy. And I wasn't hearing anything you were oh, saying. It was glorious. All I was thinking of is, and then we wound up being like one minute late because of me, um, which, you know, shout out to you, Dustin and DeGain, solid teammates, no throwing me under the bus. They knew, I knew, and that was it. Enough, you know, no words needed to be exchanged. Uh, yeah, you know, you're truly friends when you enjoy watching people suffer. <laughs> Just like, this, <laughs> so, is, this is actually enjoyable for me to watch you go through this right now. I was so angry with her because I'm like, oh, like I'm like panicking. I'm like, there was coffee here. It's like, and he go, I don't know if you, you go, there is. You just have to pay for it. And I was like, <laughs> and then he just walked off to get the car. Uh, so anyway, and literally I was so mad like at this barista. He did not give a shit about anyone's time. Like granted, he was doing a good job. He was super friendly, but I'm like, now is not the time to be friendly. Just make the fucking coffee. Yeah, like, because yeah, you're being friendly has nothing to do with my lack of planning. <laughs> that's that's what you're saying. I had planned, and then he's like the person directly. Just not properly. Just not properly. Yeah, ordered like multiple cappuccinos. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> so anyway, that was the most stressed I was all week. Uh, so what a um, what a whirlwind that was a, yeah, a whirlwind. <laughs> it's a whirlwind. Whirlwind. <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like mind bottling. Um, yeah. <laughs> Good callback, Katie. Good callback on that one, by good, the way. Good. All right. Last couple. What do you got? Some silly ones people want to ask about? I actually have some more real ones. Do we want to save those for the next time? I don't know. I got time. You got another minute or two, Fern? Yeah, I got to wrap up. We got a bunch of people coming up here, but we can do it. So um, all right. That's a yes and no. But no was a yes, yes and no. no. <laughs> so it maybe one more. Is a yes, it was basically a yes, but hurry. All right. Ask us one okay. more. 
Things here okay, across the Rife don't slow down. Actually, anybody. Okay. Did you have we put out the tour yet of Rife? Not yet. Not When's yet. that coming out? Um, it's gonna start releasing them this week. Cool. So if you guys are listening, you're gonna get a full tour from us of CrossFit Rife. And if you're a box owner or you coach at a box or you love CrossFit, you are not gonna want to miss this. And again, on our YouTube, subscribe, hit that notification button so you know because Katie posts our videos at random times so if you want to watch it right away make sure you subscribe oh that was a weird that was a weird low blow shot we don't put episodes out on specific days and times so if you want to know every time a new episode comes out if you hit the notification button on youtube you'll actually get a notification when our videos or our podcasts go up our podcast episodes actually go out at uh 8 a.m. on Monday, right. Wednesday, and Friday. Yeah, I was like, that's totally not accurate <laughs> at time, all. But all right. <laughs> all right. Well, this new video, the box breakdown. Mm-hmm. Best hour yeah. box breakdown. Best hour box breakdown. First box cross and right comes out this week. What's the last question, Katie? Um, well, I'll ask a silly one. This one comes from Christian. Uh, <laughs> he wants to know um, who was the little spoon between the you, you guys? actually we're gonna actually just put up a poll katie and just be like who do you think was the little spoon and we'll see what people think i know what people are gonna (laughs) say we don't have to even wait for it but i'm telling you fern told us he likes being the little spoon it's true i do like being a little spoon it's fun (laughs) but anyway it was a great week we had a great time we'll do more questions so if you guys are listening to this if you have more questions about the games feel free to throw them in our DMs or email us. Actually, throw them in the DMs. That way Katie checks them out. DM us best hour of their day. Check out our YouTube channel. Also, support our man, Dale, Doc Spartan. Use the code best hour for 15% off your order. And we have a couple other cool things coming. Um, we've got some sponsorships in the works. If you guys know people that are looking to sponsor the podcast, at that point, have them email us best hour of their day at gmail.com. And all I can say is, The remainder of 2021 is going to be huge for the best hour community for all you guys that listen and for us. So we're super excited about it. So you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at best hour of their day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time. You started your business to help others. Somewhere along the way, you lost the capability of doing it on your own. Imagine how much different your business would be with an extra $10,000. Would you pay your rent? Would you buy new equipment? Would you pay your coaches more? Would you pay yourself? What if you could do that and donate to others? We started our business to help you. Finally, a, a payment solution for the micro gym space. We are proud to introduce you to WheelPay, a platform that allows you to both save money and be generous. With giving partners like the Phoenix, the Navy SEAL Foundation, the Green Beret Project, and other charitable organizations, you can trust that your donations will make a massive difference in the lives of others. Saving has never been easier. Giving has never been easier. Pay better. Do better. WheelPay.